What's up, Doll Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy. I make music. It's come nightfall, and I want to welcome you to episode 50. That's right, 50 of Behind the Daw, where we interview music producers, artists, sound designers, music industry experts, singers, songwriters, and everyone else in between on an emotional, philosophical, artistic, branding, marketing, and overall music business basis. This is a companion podcast to our YouTube series, In the Daw, where we invite music producers to come and dissect their songs in real time. Recently, we've had people like Urban Step, Kashmir, AU5, Kuro, Tynan, and Culprit, as well as a bunch of others, like 50 more episodes than that. And we're currently working on episodes with Delta Heavy, Biometrics, Nerco, Pixel Terror, and a bunch of others. So if you're interested in that, there is a link in the description, or you can just go to YouTube and type in In The Daw and your favorite artist. Chances are they're there. It's fantastic. And Daw Nation, before we get into who we're interviewing today, just know that I have a gift for you. That's right, a free gift. So make sure to hang in there, because I'll get to that in a minute. But who are we interviewing today? Today we are interviewing Holly, who, if you don't know who he is, he's one of the most innovative producers I've ever heard in my life. Seriously, his music is absolutely freaking insane. He's a producer from Portugal. The dude is only a few years into producing. He's already toured the US, Australia, Europe, Asia, and South Africa. Like, what? It's insane. And not to mention that he has releases on Vigor, Fool's Gold, Dim Mac, and Monster Cat. And, I mean, if we're taking this even further, he has already received cosigns from The Chainsmokers, Jaws, Bass Nectar, Steve Aoki, David Guetta, and Martin Garrix. And to make sure we're going to put that icing firmly on the cake, he won the very first A-Track Goldie Awards beat battle. He's the first one. That's absolute insanity. But, so Donation, what are you going to learn today? Today you're going to learn about how having faith in a higher power, call it the universe, call it God, call it whatever you want, has influenced Holly in his music career. We're also going to talk about how the price of your new life is your old life. And we're going to talk about how Holly doesn't hate anything and how that's possible. That was probably one of the most intriguing concepts I've ever went over, how someone could not hate anything. It's absolutely incredible. So stay tuned for that. And as I promised, there is a gift for you. So Holly was kind enough to send over stems to an unreleased song. That's right. You get to have those stems to the unreleased song. There is a link in the description. Also, you can go to inthedaw.net slash Holly. That is inthedaw.net slash Holly, not behind the daw.net in the da.net slash holly again also you can just go down into the description and the link's there for you so donation before we get into all of this of course you know where i'm going with this let's hear a word from our sponsor Donation, in the last couple episodes of In The Daw and Behind The Daw, I have talked so much about the AU5 Ableton Sound Design course. I've mentioned about all the perks that you get by purchasing it, and I've talked about all the success that students have had just implementing it. I've talked about how we've had almost a thousand people sign up in a month, but what I want to tell you, Donation, is actually we are adding onto it. We're adding more and more and more videos onto it. Right now, we're currently working on about 50 to 100 new videos that we're going to be adding to the AU5 Ableton Sound Design course. The beautiful part is, is that if you've already bought it, you will pay no extra price. You can basically think of it as an update, but the problem is if you haven't bought the course yet, you are going to have to pay unless you hop on the deal right now. On April 26th, we are increasing the price from $150 to $250. But if you hop on this chance right now to go buy the AU5 Ableton Sound Design course, not only will you have the chance to pay the lower price, but when the new videos come out, you'll get all of them for free. But if you buy after April 26th, then you're gonna have to pay the full price. So Donation, there are links down in the description for the AU5 Ableton Sound Design course. I'd highly encourage you to click on that. I'd highly encourage you to check on that. And at the very least, go ahead and take our free mini AU5 
Ableton Sound Design course. We've been updating the videos, we've been adding even more videos, so there's even more content in there, more instrument racks, more effects racks, more project files, but again, this is only until April 26th, so Dot Nation, I highly encourage you to check on it. There are links in the description for both the full course and the mini course, or you can go to courses.inthedaw.net to get more information. Again, that is courses.inthedaw.net. But Dot Nation, let's get into this week's interview. I want to welcome everyone to this week of Behind the Daw. We're honored to be able to be interviewing Holly. Holly, say what's up to Daw Nation and tell us something extremely embarrassing about yourself. Hey, what's up, Daw Nation? What up, what up? Uh, when I was like 10 years old, I won the regional championship of Pokemon cards in Portugal. Yeah, basically I was like a Pokemon card champion, man. I think that's like one of the best secrets I have, man. Dude, are you, yeah. still, are you still a huge Pokemon nerd? No, uh, I used to. Like, I don't, I don't care that much anymore. But oh, like, okay. like when I was from my nine years old, I was like 12, 13. I was like a super nerd. I used to play all the video games and just like collect a bunch of cards. And uh, yeah, I went to like to the national championship in Portugal. So like, I won the regional, and then I went to the national one, just like to see if I could go to the world championships. And um, it's <laughs> okay. it's like that's so, it's it's not like embarrassing because like I'm kind of proud of that as well, you know. But like, I think I never like told this to anyone else you know like just like to a couple friends if you're into pokemon you'll love this i actually named my son ash that's super embarrassing man yeah i'm not gonna uh, deny or confirm that it is because of pokemon i'm not going to outside of music what is your your favorite thing to talk about with people just by about like life in general uh, i used to go like to church a lot when i was younger but then i kind of like stopped a couple years ago when i started making music i kind of like started uh seeing music i don't know just like a spiritual thing as well you know so sometimes i just like to talk about yeah that stuff i don't get like much opportunity to talk about that i just like really talk with close friends you know about like love attraction and uh how sometimes like you need like to work a lot like to reach out what you want to do in your life but it's very deep yeah dude i would love to talk about spirit spirituality with you so you're saying that you used to go to church when you were younger. What what church did you go to? Uh, just a Catholic one. For those English speakers, so it's, it's Catholic. Catholic, yeah. I grew up with a lot of people who spoke Spanish, and in Spanish it's, it's pronounced a Catolica. So you stopped going to it, and, and why did you stop going to it? Like, I used to go a lot. So, like, I'm from Caldas de Rinha. That's, like, this really, like, small town in Portugal. And when I was 18, like, I moved from Caldas de Rinha to Lisbon, to the capital, just to go to the, the university. So, yeah, I think I just, like, stopped going to church, like, around that time, you know. Like, I went to the university, and, uh, yeah, it was just, like, more busy like studying and that's when I started making music as well so like I wasn't like on high school on the normal school but at the same time on my free time like my mom she put me on um yeah I don't know like if you have that in America but it's like a small school for like people that go to church yes seminary yeah I used to go to that and then like I graduated like I did everything and yeah got to a point where I was like yeah like I already did this so I don't know but I still I still like go sometimes you know like not that often but I don't know a couple times a year I still go usually I prefer to go when it's not when it's not like the church like really happening you know just like going there and just like being silenced and just like there's like a lot of cool paintings sometimes that you can find and just like a cool place to stay and just to, to think about life you know with you not going to church anymore is it is it more so you just kind of got busy it wasn't necessarily uh, like a loss of faith or anything right no 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 it wasn't it wasn't any loss yeah it was just yeah, I was just like more busy. I don't know. I, I think I kind of like started going, stopping doing my, my daytime and just like thinking the things I was going to do at church, I started doing just like by myself, just like being on my own and just like reflecting myself about like 
the problems outside of the world and just like where I can improve to be a better person, you know. So it was just more, more like a change of like perspective, I would say, you know. I see what you're saying. Do you still feel like you have a strong faith in God? Yeah, I got like a strong faith in this energy that brings good things to life. And, it, and it's like if you work very hard, like you can always like achieve your goals. But I don't know if I wish, if I should call it God or I just believe in like this like special energy in the world, you know. I don't know if it's God, if it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I think like no one knows. Yeah, everyone is just like trying to get like different names for that you know but so you're not necessarily too caught up in in the concept of is it god is it you know what what kind of the bible defines as god? yeah you, man you're, you're there, so. like for, for sure for sure there is like a supernatural energy above us you know and uh, some people they just call it different names you know you acknowledge that there is a higher power it's just you don't really know what that higher power is. Is that what you're saying? For sure, yeah. How has the concept of a higher power, the belief of a higher power, how has that influenced your music and your and your career? Do you know like those days where you like you just make a bunch of music and you feel like, oh like nothing is happening, you know, I'm here just like making a bunch of stuff but like there's like really nothing happening. Like where where all this gonna go, you know? Sometimes like just believing in that power, I'm like, yo, I know that like whatever I do, like whatever much I work, I'm always gonna get this back like in like shows or like opportunities or Wars so like other opportunities like to produce other people you know so I, I think it's more like believing in like everything i give in my work like i was gonna get back you know so i think that's like the, the main way of yeah the main point so what you're saying is kind of like one of the the core concepts of religion and spirituality is that what you put out into the world eventually comes back to you and so that's how you feel about with music what goes right? around comes around for yeah. sure and that's how you feel about with music then when you when you keep putting stuff out and eventually the goodness, the energy, the everything. Yeah, man, as much as you work and just like be a good person. You know? Has there ever been a time in your musical career when you were presented with an opportunity to do something, but it it conflicted with your beliefs? No, I don't think so. Never. I'm like, I'm like super open mind, but what was more, was more like, for example, like working with other people that I don't really like, I don't see myself in what they are doing. And like, I think like the reasons they make music, it's like very different from the reasons I make music, you know? So that's more, those moments were the ones I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. So you purposefully didn't work with someone because you guys, your vision didn't align. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But that happens a lot and it's, it's supernatural. When was the last time that ha that happened to you? So the, the person that I didn't end up working with will remain nameless. I'm not going to say who it was said person in the industry had a name and the name conflicted with my personal beliefs it was it was a vulgar name that i didn't agree with and you know like that's his name he chose like not his actual birth name his his alias right his his name that he chose to have for his artist artistry but you know i'm like hey you know like that is your choice you can have that name but morally i can't have you on the show because your name is this and to me, like, this is against my values, this is against what I believe in. You can keep doing what you want, you can keep doing your thing, but I can't do this. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right for what I stand for. Nonetheless, let's, let's get back to you. I want, I want to learn more about you. So let's talk about, you know, your, your career in the last six years. You know, if you could, in the last six years, if you could point to like some of the smartest decisions that you have made to progress your career and to progress yourself as an artist, what would some of those decisions be? Work every day. That's like the first one. Just like do something every day. Like don't take any days off. The second, to be careful to who I show my music, you know, because like I used to be that kind of person that like I would like send my music to everyone just to get feedback. And sometimes like I would send something that I really like to someone that was completely like he didn't understand what I was doing. And like they would just like say, oh, that song is not 
is that not cool? Like, I don't like what you did, blah, blah, And like, that really, like, would hurt my feelings. And it get to a point where I was like, yo, like, what I'm doing, like, I don't, there's no reason, like, to show this to anyone else, you know? Yeah, I think that's, like, another one, just, like, to keep things for me. And, um, yeah, I think, like, start doing shows was, like, another good one because it's just, like, a good way to expose my work, just go to different parts of the world and just, you know, meet other people. I want to touch on what you what you were talking about with how you were saying, like, you would show your music to certain people and, and they would just shoot you down. And I can guarantee that there are people listening to this podcast right now that have went through exactly what you've went through. They've showed their music to people and, they, and the people people will just tear them down. But the reason why they keep going is that they've showed their music to other people and their people have told them to keep going. And so they're kind of kind of in conflict with this because some people are telling them to stop, some people are telling them to go. This is more so a, a business topic, but I want to I want to share this with with everyone that's listening right now and that is you could take literally any product or any song or any movie or any piece of art or any person or anything in the world and if you put it in front of the wrong people, they will hate it. It doesn't matter what it is. Period. You know like what is what is your favorite song of all time, Holly? But uh, there's like this one from Burial Burial called Archangel. That's like one of my favorite songs ever. Cool. So if you take if you take Archangel, right, and you put that song in front of a senior citizen from Ireland that hates basically any any type of music that Archangel represents, right? It doesn't matter how good that song is. It doesn't matter. They will never like it. But it's the possibility that they'll like it, right? The possibility is pretty low. Statistically speaking, senior citizens hate electronic music. They hate it. But if you took Archangel and you put it in front of Holly, that's going to be one of his favorite songs of all time. And this is something that I really encourage people to do is when they are showing their music to people, when they're trying to get feedback or they're trying to, what's called, they're trying to grow or they're just excited to show someone, it is important. This comes from the Bible. You'll, you'll appreciate this. There's a there's a term in there. It's called you do not cast your pearls before swine. And it's not to say that these people that you're, put, you're putting your song in front of is swine, but it's the concept that like, it doesn't matter how precious the pearl is, the swine aren't going to care. They're going to step on it. They're going to, you know, lick it and eat it and, you know, whatever, right? That's a very deep quote, man. That's very dope. And I'd highly encourage you to keep doing this, Holly. Cast your pearls amongst people that are going to care. I remember when I was trying to show my electronic music to people who were into country, that was the wrong thing to do. That was the soup. That was so bad. They're like, what is this crap? But then I showed my music to people that liked bigger artists that I sounded like. And they loved it. They're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. This is beautiful. So keep doing that, man. But I want to swing back around to the other thing that you said. The other thing that you said was you work every single day. So let me ask you, how how many hours a day, roughly on average, do you commit to working? Three, four until like nine. Because sometimes I have shows and like I need to travel and like, yeah, usually like if I don't have anything to do, like it's like between like four and, and nine. What is something that you do to, to kind of get yourself into a very creative space, you know, to, to like kind of get you motivated to make music? Not doing the same music style all over, you know? You know, just like experiment different sounds, you know, because I need to like always the same stuff. Like you really get bored and uh, think about stuff you haven't done before. That really helps with my creativity. Yeah. And sometimes just like go get like random samples from like different music styles that kind of helps like to bring other music backgrounds to your sound too, you know. Walk me through like when you create a song, do you have like a method or do you just kind of sit down at your DAW and you're like, I don't know where I'm going to start today. Uh, how about here? How about I start here? Yeah. Yeah. I just go, I just go with my mood. But uh, usually I was like try to come up with some melody like just get a cool sample or something like that and yeah just just build everything around that really depends on like yeah like what i wanted to do and like what 
type of stuff I'm going for. For example, I make a lot of like rap beats and just like uh, hip hop stuff. So sometimes like for that stuff, like it always comes with the first is a sample, like the melody, you know, and then like build the whole song around that. If I'm doing like a like something more like trap, like experimental bass music, whatever, like I always like start with the drop or just with the lead. Yeah, so that's kind of like usually how I work. What are some of your uh, your favorite resources? To, to learn about music production? Like, where do you go to when you want to learn about new music production-related things? YouTube tutorials or uh, just guy going to watch other interviews and just, like, trying to understand how the writing process of other artists, you know? That's mainly the, the main ones. What are your, some of your favorite YouTube tutorial, like, channels that you that you check out? Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm really bad with that. Like, I just, go, I just see the... The videos and like I always forget the name of the channel. <laughs> That's okay. Like, you ever heard of a, a YouTube series called In the Daw? Of course, yeah, of course I heard. Man. They are cool. They do good stuff. They they interview cool people as well. So like I was watching like the Quicks one like a couple days ago. They say my name and all that stuff. Like sometimes just cool when you when you really like a song from like one of your really like favorite producers and you are just like oh like I wonder how that guy like made that sound where that does come from you know. So I think you guys like are killing it, man, and like you're doing a great job. And uh, yeah, man, like. You know, like before you guys like talk, reach out to me, man. Like I had like already a huge respect for your work. So, you know, I asked you what was one of the the greatest decisions you made in your career. Let me, I'm going to ask you the inverse of that question. What is one of the worst decisions that you've made for your career? I never made a bad decision. You've never made a bad decision. You've never made a mistake. I don't think so. Oh, okay. What about for your life? For my life, I never made a bad decision for my life. You don't have any regrets at all. Uh, No, not really. That is amazing, dude. I used to to go to church, so I kind of like learned how to live this way, you know? That's cool, dude. So let me, I'm I'm interested in this because I grew up going to church and I still don't have that mindset. So maybe there's something I need to change to get that. But so like, for example, let's say that, uh, let's say, I'm sure this has happened in your life where you have made a decision and that decision has not only hurt you, maybe physically, maybe mentally, but it has also hurt people around you. So like in those instances, do you consider that a mistake or do you like, how do you view that situation? You need to give some time to, to that situation too, you know, because sometimes like a bad decision, you think that you're doing like a bad decision during that, during that time, you know, but like after a couple of years, like that was like a really good decision, you know, that was like a really good thing because like that bad decision put you in a different place, put you in a different like mindset, you know, that, you know, made you like do something great. For example, like I had like this kind of like pseudo relationship with this girl like a couple of years ago. And uh, I was just like thinking like, oh, like what I want to be in 10 years, like do I wanna, do I want to like be already married and have kids and like all that stuff or, or do I want to like be very successful with my, with my music and with my work and just like travel the world and like do what I love, you know? So yeah, during that time I was like, you know what? Yeah, if I really want to like be in that place, like I, I can't like proceed with this relationship. So, so you see sometimes, yeah, I just have to put things in perspective, man. So I'm assuming you didn't pursue that relationship, right? Cause you, you're, you're not married. Oh, no, 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 for sure. No, man. So let me, I'm going to rephrase that question that I asked before. So what are some good decisions that you've made, but they could have been better? How about that? Is that a better way to phrase that? Bro, I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, man, I don't, I don't know, man. Bro, probably like starting making music earlier, like starting making music when I was like 13 or 14. That would help. That would help for sure. Like for now, I would be like 10 years making music and I would have like so much more knowledge that I could put in, in my music, you know, but but it's okay. Like, I think it's, it's good to, to give some time just to know yourself as a person and just to grow up, you know, and uh, that, that that's kind of like what I did from like 13, 13 until like 19, 
20 years old. Yeah. What is what is an unpopular opinion that you have? You know, a, a belief that you have that most people are like, no. I don't know, but like, what about you? Like, give me give me an example. Yeah, dude, I can give you a great example. I hate sushi. I think that is like the worst food in the world. Or here's another one. I hate onions. Onions are like the devil's candy to me. Like, I, oh, <laughs> you know, like stuff like, and I realize like it's opinion, but it's still just like something like Bro, that. Bro, onions are amazing, man. And I know, you see, you see what I'm saying? Most people love onions and I'm just like, I like they're my kryptonite man like I, I can't be around them they're really good for your body it's like what i was saying man like i don't hate anything man i'm like i don't really hate anything so like when you don't like hate anything like you just like accept everything like like it is you know i actually think that what you just said is an unpopular opinion is to not yeah hate yeah anything. probably probably said man yeah yeah, man, you don't hate anything. Like I really, I'm really intrigued with this mindset that you have because very rarely do you come upon someone that has this type of mindset. So like you say you don't hate anything, but like, what about like people like rapists or pedophiles or terrorists? Do you oh, of course. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm not, I'm not good with them. Like, I, I think it, I think it sucks, but I think like people that act like that, it's because like, first they have like a big problem with themselves, you know, they should be like, a, like they should go to a therapist or like someone like to, to put them in a, in a more healthy mi- mindset. It's not like, oh, like I hate, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably there's like a way we can like take care of them and just like put them like being, you know, better persons, you know? better people and correct me if i'm wrong but i think what you're saying is that is that you know you can you're you're of the mindset that you can look at something like that you know like a pedophile or rapist or a terrorist or murderer or something like that and you can acknowledge that something is wrong but at the same time you don't have like this seething hatred towards them is that what you're saying yeah yeah it's a little bit man it's i for for like three years in a university i was like studying sociology so one of the things that we used to study was just uh, like see someone else's problems, you know, and just like try and like do research and understand like where that problem comes from, you know. And sometimes like those people, like they just have like a, a trouble, like childhood or something like that. And like they just like manifest when they become older, like they manifest like all that pain they had in like other people's, you know. So sometimes it's so like we study that like for those problems, like you need to study the problem. You know, it's not about like hating, you know, it's like. Oh man, like of, of course it's like horrible what what like those people do, you know. But yeah, man, sometimes like those people just like come from like horrible places as well, you know. And like what what they grew up was always like believing in like the wrong thing, you know. It's more about like you can like help those people and not be like oh like I hate you whatever like. But yeah, but like once they do what they do, it's it's kind of like hard to do that, you know. When it comes to so, like an extreme situation like that, you are more so concerned with with helping that person or getting that person the help they need or understanding that person rather than revenge. You're not really concerned about revenge or justice or anything like that. You're more so like, I just want this person to be well. This is like going to a very extreme way, but like imagine like someone like kills someone that's really like, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, I understand why he did that. Of course you're going to be like, did you do that? You know, like you're going to like feel kind of like a feeling of revenge, but yeah, man, bro, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about this, this topic, man. It's a, uh, it's very dark. It is dark. It is dark. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry I pushed you this far. I'm just no, 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 really no, no. It, it, it's not good to talk about this stuff too. You know, life, life is life is not just like butterflies all the time. You know, yeah, so. dude. And and this is something like this concept that we're talking about has been something that I've been grappling with for for a long time. Is because especially on on the concept of we me and my wife we watched this uh, we watched this documentary the other day. And it was about, it was about a pedophile and, and, you know, a child rapist and, you know, I'm, I'm a father, I have two kids. And so to think that someone would do that to my kids, I mean, like, like at that point, like when I was watching this, 
movie, I don't think I would have been in the mindset that you're talking about. I don't think I'd be in the, the mindset of, I just want this person to get the help that they do. You know, like at that yeah, moment, of that, course, of course. At yeah. Time, yeah. At that time I was like, I want revenge. Like I want this person to suffer for what they've done. And, but I realize, I realize that that's not, that's not good. That's not good because like at the, at the core of it, that's, that's not good. The way you, the way you're feeling about that. Yeah, exactly. Because like in that instance, I mean, when, when you want revenge, when you want someone to suffer for what they've done to me, you're kind of entering the same realm as the person that, that hurt you in the first place. You're, you're wanting to inflict pain upon a human, which is what they were doing. And so you see, you see what I'm saying? You kind of, you kind of see where I'm going with this. And so I kind of like, I, I want to get to the, the higher mental ground that you're talking about where it's like you can see something that's going wrong something that's not right and acknowledge that and and say like yes this is not right i i do want to stop it i want things to change but you can do it without that like festering brutal toxic hatred that like just grows inside of you and takes over your life you, you put it into words for me holly it's a tricky topic <laughs> what are some things in this life you know like besides music because obviously you love music but what are some things in this life that you just you just absolutely love you think that when you see these things when you go through these things these this these type of things just make life worth living uh, bro for sure like just like being with my friends with my family just having a good time like that's like a big one like i don't skateboard as much as i used to but like skateboarding was like a big part of my daily happiness as well like that's a big one interact with cool art you know just like watching a good movie or like going to a to art gallery like that's like super dope as well traveling for sure man that's like a big one too man just like going to different places have good food that's like another main one just like simple stuff you know just yeah man so like the other day i was i was with some friends and like actually like we went, we went to a studio like they they both make music and we went there to make music when we got to the studio i was just like yo this is such a cool vibe man like we are here just like talking about like fun stuff and yeah it's sort of like i don't know man just like to share like good moments with other people you know because it's really good when you when you do things for yourself and like when you just you know leave moments on your own but when you get to share with other people it's just like more like magical you know can you give me like an exact uh like example of something in your life like for example i'll give you i'll give an example what i'm looking for is like an exact moment in your life that kind of stood out from all the other good moments in your life. So something that you cherish, right? Something that like you could live in that moment forever. So like, for example, one of the moments that I could live in forever would be like my wedding day. Like that was absolutely incredible. Or like one of the moments that I could live in forever was when I held my children for the first time. One, another one is like when I came to the knowledge of, of my belief system and like came to the knowledge of like of God and all that kind of stuff. Like these are things that I, that, that aren't just enjoyable, but they're cherished, right? Like I would, I would be destroyed if I lost those memories. So what is something like that for you? The first time I went, so like, yeah, when I went to Australia for the first time, that was like the first time I played outside of Portugal. It was the first time I was like outside of Europe. It was like the first time I was like traveling for music, you know, that moment was like kind of super special for me. Yeah, that was like three years ago. And that was just like a reality check, you know, because I was like working for like three years and I was, I know like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my future if I know like, you know, to keep studying sociology or like to get another job or like to pursue music. And then like I dropped out university and then a couple months after I did that tour. And uh, that was just like, whoa, like this is dope, man. I was just like traveling, just like taking my first like six hour flight. I was like, whoa, like I never been so much time on a plane like this. I felt like my brain was like 
changing, you know, was, was like super cool. So yeah, that was like a big moment for me as well. But yeah, I, I think like at the moment, like on my life has, has just, been, just been like a, like good moments every day, you know, like I haven't, you know, I don't have a kid yet. Like I haven't like married a girl or like, you know, I haven't done like big human stuff yet. I think like for like those moments are like come, come like sometime soon in the next years, you know, at the moment there's not like one day that I'm like, oh, I want to like relieve this day forever. But, but like, I don't know, probably in like six years when I get my first Grammy and I have like a super top day with all my family and all that stuff. Then I go to the Grammys and I get my Grammy and I don't know, and I, and I just write a bunch of the music. Like, yeah, that might be a good day to live forever. So you studied, did you say psychology or sociology? Sociology, yeah. Okay, which is the study of, of people in groups, Society, right? yeah. yeah. Society, okay, that sounds good. So what are some things that you've learned from studying sociology that you've been able to apply into your music career? There, there's like this part she's saying, that is probably like something in America that we say like never judge the book by the cover. So that's like a little bit like the same thing I've been like applying to my music and like everything in my life, you know, like never like I always accept like everything like like it is, you know, like never judge like anyone just like by what you heard, you know, and uh, that's like a big thing in like music, man, because sometimes like everyone tells us like about like a lot of, a lot of people, then you know, like you meet the other producers and they are just like sweethearts and they're like the coolest people ever, you know, so I, I think like, that, but I think that, that's a really big one. And um, it, it's like what we were saying, you know, it's just like when you see a problem, like you just like study like the cause of the problem, you know, instead of like trying to judge and trying like to make it worse, you know, so. You know, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm, I want to expand on that concept of don't judge a book by its cover and applying that to a musical career. And I think that if we were to apply that to like a, a, a music producer, I think that'd be like, you know, don't judge that you want to work with this producer just because they have numbers or don't judge you don't want to work with this producer just because they Yeah, and, and, and I think like sometimes like, people try to keep like the art of producing very, very pure. So it's like, oh, like if you're a producer, you can't use samples. Oh, if you're a producer, you can't use the... Uh, you, you can't use like Fruity Loops, like you need to use that with them or whatever. So sometimes like, people are like very strict and like, they put too many limits in what they do, you know? So I, I think like you just need to be open-minded and just like to get the best from like all the worlds. And uh, at the end of the day, like you're just like creating, you know, just like, so just like focusing on something dope, you know? It's not like, it's not like how you do it, it's like what you do, you know? I think at the end of the day, that's like what's the most important. You know, like when I started in the DOM behind the DAW, there was a lot of artists that I thought I wanted to work with. And there were some artists that I wasn't sure if I wanted to work with. And a lot of the artists that I wanted to work with ended up, being people that I didn't really enjoy working with. And and a lot of people that I thought were, you know, like, okay, yeah, I'll work with you. They, they, they become some of my best friends. And so I like that, dude. I like that because if you live your life judging a book by its cover, if we if we take that that, that phrase, if, we, if you live your life judging a book by its cover, you are going to miss out on so many relationships and so many opportunities and so many good times, right? Can we agree with that? Yeah, for sure, man. So let's say that there's a, a producer that's listening to this podcast right now. He's listening to you. He's a fan of you. But right now, he's kind of on the verge. He's kind of contemplating stopping producing. He's, you know, he's, he's felt the pressure. Bro, bro, bro. You never like stop doing what you love. So like, if you really want to like stop, stop, stop making music, man, it's just because like, you don't really like to make music. Man, it's like, same thing as like skateboarding, man. Like if you love skateboarding, like you're going to like skate forever. Even like if you break bones, even if five, sometimes it's not good for you, man. So if you really like what you do, man, you're just like going to keep doing, man. Like there's no way you could stop. You think like that, that was like the answer you were looking, you were looking for? I think it were I don't think there's just a right answer about that question. And so I think there's multiple right answers. And so I think you did bring a right answer. Yeah, man, and, and 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 sometimes like things get tough, you know. But there is there is other saying 
I really like things, man. Like things that are really dope. And like, but there's this one that says that the darkest hour is just like before the sunrise. That just like makes sense, man. Sometimes like you are just like going through a very like tough time, just like through a bad period of your life. But bro, it, like something dope and and amazing is about to happen, you know. So yeah, man, just just keep it going, man. Like artwork pays off, man. And like whatever you put in the universe, like we said like a couple of minutes ago, like it's gonna get back to you. So yeah, just keep going, man. Just like work hard, man. And you know. Because sometimes people are like, oh, like things are not happening. But then like, yeah, you're like, oh, so what have you been doing in your life? And it's like, oh, I've been like drinking with my friends. I've been like partying. I've been like doing all this stuff. And it's like, bro, I like, haven't putting like that much time on your music. So like, what are you waiting for? You know, a lot of people, because you're right, like after a short amount of time, I mean, even after like a, an arguably long amount of time, people are still saying like, I haven't seen the results that I want. I'm feeling discouraged and stuff like that. And to people like that, and I have to tell myself this every single day because I still struggle with that. We all still struggle with that. But there's a saying, here's another saying for you. I, got, I know you like sayings. So I got another saying for you. The price for your new life is your old life. So if you want to have your new life, the price of that is to give up your old life. And so that means sacrifice. That means hard work. That means consistency. That means progression. But that also means happiness. That also means joy. That also means, you know, excitement. And, and but you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So now a question for you, man. So like to get out this life that you're doing right, that you're living right now, what was like the old life that you had to give up? That I had to give up. That is a very fantastic question. So unlike you, unlike you, I struggled with, you know, like a lot of regret, a lot of harsh feelings, you know, had a lot of hatred towards a lot of stuff. And consequently, because of those feelings, I struggled with anxiety and depression and stuff like that. When someone is in that mindset, when they're just mentally crumbling like that, it is so easy. The path of least resistance in that situation is to do nothing, is just to sit there and wallow in your despair. So the price that I had to pay was to, I had to go against everything that I knew. I had to go against everything that I was feeling at that time. And I had to fight against that feeling. I had to fight tooth and nail. And it was a vicious fight, Holly. It was a vicious fight to get out of there. But that was the price that I had to pay. I did everything. I went to counselors. I read books. I took medication. I did everything to try and get out. And you know what, dude? I've never been so happy in my entire life. Yeah, dude, I've been able to fight through that. And now I'm an advocate for that. I'm an advocate for people that can overcome those things. And so the price of my old life was me giving up the things that felt so natural to me, but were detrimental to me. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when was it? I would say I was like, let's see, I'm 25 now, 20-ish. Yeah, like when I was 20 years old, that's when I really had to like face my demons, really like just punch them in the throat. I do need to get going, but this has been an amazing- No worries, man. Yeah, man, like same, man. It's, it's been really fun, man. It's funny because like we barely talk about music. It's just music. more like a conversation like between friends because yeah, sometimes like some interviews, like we're talking about like all the same stuff, but like, yeah, this one has been like really cool, man. It's really good like to talk about these topics, you know? I really enjoyed the diversity of what we talked about. We talked about the darkness, but we also talked about the light. We talked about the good. We talked about the bad. I've, we we really just talked about, you know, like a lot of aspects that are in life. Hey, Don Nation. Hope you enjoyed episode 50 of Behind so, the Dog with Holly. Oh, if you man, are yeah, interested real, in exclusive cool, content, I wish, the I wish, like, all the interviews could be like that. The also, if you want private lessons, again, link down in the description or suggesting artists guess what? There's a link in the description. I know it's absolutely crazy, but there are links in the description for all of those things. Also, if you want the stems to the unreleased song with Holly, dude, there is a link down in the description just waiting for you, begging for you. All right. Link in the description. Also, you can go to in the slash Holly. That is in the 
slash holly it's sitting there waiting for you lonely come on don't don't do that to it it's been waiting for you all day so go click on that also please make sure to like comment subscribe repost follow whatever is appropriate on the particular platform that you're listening on donation like itunes spotify google play deezer youtube soundcloud doesn't matter where you're at just helps us know that we're moving in the direction that you need us to donation and then finally i would highly encourage you to check out the last episode of behind the daw that we did with rogue we talked about concepts like is it okay to produce different genres underneath one brand, how to avoid fear-based decisions in making music as well as in life, and how to grow thick skin in an industry that will tear you apart if you let them. So donation, make sure to go check out all those things that are interesting to you. But before we all head out, let's hear a final word from our sponsor. Donation. In this episode, you've heard me talk so much about the AU5 Ableton Sound Design course. Again, I would highly encourage you to check it out or at least check out the free course. But Donation, I want to talk to you about a different course that we're going to be launching. So let me ask you this. When was the last time you picked up the Ableton Live 10 manual and read the entire thing? In fact, when was the last time that you've even seen the Ableton Live 10 manual? There are two cold hard facts about the Ableton manual. Number one, it is incredibly insightful on how to use Ableton to its max potential. And number two, it is amazingly boring to read. And it's not even Ableton's fault. That's just the nature of manuals, which is why I am extremely proud to announce that our next course is going to be the Daddy Ableton Manual course. Now, you know Daddy. He's been on In the Dawn, Behind the Dawn multiple times, bringing the jokes, making you laugh, while still bringing the max amount of information and inspiration. So in this course, he's going to go through every single little thing of the Ableton Live 10 manual and explain it in a hilarious, engaging, and memorable way. Now, Donation, listen very carefully. We just opened up the pre-orders for this course, and if you hop on the pre-order, Order, right now, you will save $100 on this course. The original price of the course is going to be $250, but if you click the link in the description, then the price is only $150. One of the pre-order bonuses is that if you pre-order before June 1st, 2019, Daddy and I will personally FaceTime you to meet you and to say thank you. And the second bonus for pre-ordering the course is that you will be brought to a page where you can tell us what you want to see as bonuses when the full course releases. That's right, you get to decide what the actual bonuses are for the full course. I mean, just imagine it. You get to learn everything there is to know about Ableton Live 10 while being wildly entertained for only $150. That's $30 less than Serum. That's a tenth of the price of Native Instruments Complete Ultimate. That's a third of the price of Omnisphere. That's a tenth of the price of a Moog synthesizer. That's a fifth of the price of the Ableton Push 2. And you get the picture. Again, there is a link in the description for the pre-order where you will get $100 off the original price or you can go to inthedaw.net slash live10 to sign up. Again, that is inthedaw.net slash live10. The Daw Nation, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Behind the Daw and make sure to check back here next week for our next episode.